This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. If you ask people if they want to live forever, the vast majority would say a resounding yes. So how can I be assured that when life in this world is done, I will live forever? God has answers for us about that. Let's talk about it more in today's message entitled, The Eternal Now. If someone were to ask you, do you want to live forever? Almost everybody I know would say, absolutely, yes. But how can I be assured that when my life in this world is over, I will receive eternal life? God gives us the answer to that in his word. And Jesus has provided the way. Let's pray together. Lord God, Help us to understand the mysteries of time and eternity. Help us also to understand the beauty of our relationship with you. Grant us faith to receive and believe your word of hope in the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In his holy name we pray. Amen. Today's gospel is recorded in John chapter 5, beginning with the 20th verse. Jesus says, The Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these, so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son so that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus says, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life, doesn't come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. Anybody here want to live forever? Say, I do. Anybody here want to walk on streets of gold? Say, I do. How can we live forever. Today I want to talk with you about time and eternity, about our human predicament and how Jesus came to change it all. I want to visit with you today about the eternal now, when the limits between this world and the next come down, because by faith in Jesus Christ, we belong to the one whose name is the great I am. So I ask you, when does eternity begin? Most people would say it begins when we physically die. 
But Jesus says in John 5 that the one who believes in me has already passed from death to life. It has already become a reality. If we think about time and eternity, there are two different realms. The eternal, spiritual realm is without limit, infinite. But the realm of time within this created order means that all of us who live here live with limits. We have defined space. We live a designated period of years. Everything eventually comes to an end. Anybody seen that children's movie, the animated classic Toy Story? where the character Buzz Lightyear says, to infinity and beyond. How long is eternity? How does one define infinity? It's hard to wrap our minds around forever, something without limits that has no end. We are in such a time-obsessed culture that it's hard for us to imagine anything besides finite time think about it. We have clocks in every room of our house. They're in our automobiles and trucks. They're on our computers, our cell phones, and yes, on our wrists. We're governed by time. But we also live by the dates on our calendars. We have appointments to keep and deadlines to meet. We every year celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, holidays. Most of our energy and effort goes toward achieving temporary goals and attaining temporary possessions. We get all wrapped up in the here and now. But God, in contrast, is eternal. God has no beginning and no end. My finite brain can Think about something that starts today and has no end, but it's hard for me to grasp something that has no beginning. It just goes infinitely to no beginning. God transcends time. He's above time. God created time when God created this beautiful world in which we live. Motivated by love, God, it says in Genesis 2, created Adam and Eve and breathed into them, and they became living beings. So whether we acknowledge it or not, there is an intrinsic interdependence with humanity and God. He has inspired us, literally breathed life into us, infused us to, with life. There's this intimate connection between creator and created. We sing in our hymn, Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew. So we live this world in our physical bodies. They are God's gift but Romans 8 also says God's spirit resonates with our spirit. God has given us his spirit. God has given us a soul. From the Greek, suke, it means the essence of our being. Theologically, it means that God has placed eternity within our breasts, that we have a capacity to know God relationally in his love. 
So we live life within time in these amazing bodies, in the beauty of creation as God's gift. But we do have limits. We're finite beings. Further, we have a human predicament. Death and eternal death, even worse. We live out our life in a broken, sinful world. Sin is in everyone. Sin contaminates everything relationally, and sin is within me. Sin entered God's perfect paradise through Adam and Eve's disobedience. And at that moment, death, physical death, entered this world. Romans 6 says, the wages of sin is death. So our bodies now age, we feel pain, we become sick, we weaken, eventually we die, literally when the breath goes out of us. We are truly transient, just passing through. We're temporary. And most people live in fear of the eminence and the certainty of our physical death. There's a music group, Kansas, that used to sing, Dust in the wind, all we are is dust in the wind. Psalm 103 says it this way, Man's days are like grass. Like a flower of the field, people flourish. The wind blows and it's gone. The place acknowledges it no longer, but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting to those who trust him. Sin is disobedience. Literally, it means missing the mark or falling short of the goal. Sin is a rebellion against God's authority, against God's right to be God and rule over us. Sin is the rejection of God as the source of life the one to whom we're accountable. Sin is unbelief. Sin is when self rises up to take total control and in defiance say, I'm going to do what I want to do. But there's a deeper predicament in the sinfulness of humanity. In our rebellion and our rejection, sin breaks fellowship with God as the source of life. Therefore, sin also brings eternal death. We're in danger of perishing eternally. Eternal death is the state of existence where we're lost apart from God's presence of love and life. Sin also brings judgment and condemnation. We are guilty before a holy and perfect God. And it is my sin... I am a prodigal, as sing in the hymn, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. I run my own path. I fail to trust God as I should. I'm not faithful. We will all die someday, but without God, we will live in a state of eternal death. That's why the Bible uses the word perish. It refers not to physical death, but perishing means to be eternally separated from God permanently. 
If one dies in a state of rebellion and defiance, wanting nothing to do with God, refusing to acknowledge God, rejecting the grace God so freely offers us in Jesus' name, then not because God wills it, but because people choose it, they will perish. They will spend eternity separated from God. They will receive exactly what they desire to live without God in their life. I believe it was C.S. Lewis that defined hell as the absence of God's presence. And Albert Einstein said, as darkness is the absence of light, evil is the absence of God's presence. So in response to our finite temporary condition and our human predicament of death and eternal death because of our bondage to sin and our separation from God, God sends Jesus, his son, into our world. The eternal one crashes into time. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. That's God's heart in response to our predicament. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus is the absolute Alpha. There is no before before him. Psalm 90 says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And in John chapter 1, it says that Jesus is the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word created all that exists, and then the Word became flesh. The Eternal One entered the finiteness of time and creation to save us. Jesus comes to us from eternity and leaves his infinite power. He takes on self-imposed finite limits. He enters time and our world. And God, who is everywhere present, now comes to reveal himself in the particularity of the physical body, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is Jesus God? Do you remember how he stood in a boat on the Sea of Galilee in a storm and told the wind and waves to stop it? Do you remember when he spoke to the demons tormenting and possessing people and told them to go to hell where they belong? Remember how Jesus healed the sick and gave sight to those who had never seen? Do you remember how Jesus stopped a funeral procession and raised the boy of the widow of Nain, or stood outside a tomb and called for his friend Lazarus, who was dead four days, to come out, and the dead heard his voice and came out. He's the Lord of life. But when God came in love, the unthinkable happened. He came to his own people, and they rejected him. Worse than that, they killed him. They crucified God on a cross. But God always has the final word. God raised Jesus from the dead, never to die again. He is the Lord of life, 
Who is Jesus coming into our human predicament? He's the rescuer, the savior from sin who forgives us and wipes out our past mistakes. He's the reconciler, bring us back into a relationship with God, the source of life. He is the one who releases us, frees us from all limits, and frees us from condemnation. Jesus is the redeemer who restores our physical bodies and gives us new and glorified bodies. Jesus is the Ruach, the Hebrew word for the breath of God who fills us with his Holy Spirit. The moment that the dead hear Jesus' voice and believe, they have already passed out of death into life. That is the eternal now. Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, shared this analogy. If you knew that you had been poisoned, and the physician brings an antidote and says, take it quickly or you will die. If you take it quickly, I guarantee that the poison will be neutralized. You will live. But you say, no, doctor, I do not believe let everything just take its course. I'll have nothing to do with you, doctor. Well, sir, you will die, and when the coroner's inquest is held on your body, the verdict will be, served him right. Wouldn't that be foolish? I've stood at the grave of infants, of children, of a mother, of small children, of older friends who've lived a long and full life. But yet it matters that God, in Jesus Christ, gives to us eternal life. Do you hear his voice? Do you hear Jesus invite you to believe that he will forgive you, love you, and give you eternal life? The eternal now is when the walls between this world and the next come down. And in the love and power of Jesus Christ, we're free from limits, we're free from death, we're free from eternal death, and we are reconnected to the one who is eternally alive in love for you. The instant we believe we pass from death to life, Everyone who has the Son has life. Everyone who believes in Jesus and receives him as the Son of God, as our Savior and Lord, has eternal life. Eternity begins the moment we believe. I invite you to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, today we reaffirm that you are the eternal one who's come into our world and entered time to be our Savior. You are the Son of God, come to rescue us from sin and death. You are our Savior, giving your life on the cross. You're the Lord of life, raised never to die again, and we thank you that we belong to you forever. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Hear this blessing of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord and believe that in Him you are free from eternal death and connected to the One who is eternally alive. If you, too, believe in the ministry and work of Christian Crusaders, we invite you to share in its mission by sharing us on your social media. Like us on Facebook, share our posts with your friends, and encourage others to listen online. These are all simple, non-confrontational, yet effective means of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information, please contact our office at 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613, or by email at ccnaz.org. That's ccnaz.org. You may also telephone our office toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear it again, check us out on the Internet. Our website address is christiancrusaders.org. That's christiancrusaders, all one word, dot O-R-G. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service has been our associate speaker, the Reverend Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa. Christian Crusaders is now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. And from all of us at Christian Crusaders, may God's blessings fill your day with His richest mercies and grace.